like Susan said, I am a youth pastor and I serve on the board of the Holiness Partnership and a second generation NBC student. My uh, parents were there in Colorado Springs, graduated in 1977, which is a year before I was born. So I was never there in Colorado Springs, although I have visited. But today I want us to look back in the Old Testament into the book of Judges. Uh, we all know that Gideon was a mighty warrior for the Lord. His triumphant battle against Midian is legendary. But let's have a refresher on the finer details. Since, you know, as we study all the Bible, sometimes the minutia kind of gets confusing. So with the Lord on his side, Gideon and 300 soldiers defeated the army at Midian. If we go back to the beginning of chapter seven, we see that Gideon had started with 32,000 men ready to go into battle against the Midianites. When the Lord spoke to Gideon and said, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. Now you would think that 10,000 men is sufficient to fight a battle, hopefully, but the Lord spoke to Gideon again and said, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. This is Judges 7, 4 through 7. So Gideon's army went from 32,000 men to just 300. Those are small numbers when compared with the 135,000 fighting men that were in Midian. But it wasn't the size of the army that helped him win. It was Gideon's total obedience to the Lord that helped him win the battle that day against Midian. Now, if we go back a little further in the scripture, we can get some of the backstory so we can understand the process by which the Lord began working in Gideon's life and proving himself in spite of Gideon's need for clarification. In Judges 6, starting at verse 36, we read, Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece, all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. And this is what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, don't be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece. But this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. That night, God did so. Only the fleece was dry and all the ground was covered with dew. Judges 6, 36 to 40. Gideon asked the Lord to make the fleece wet. And then just to be really, really sure, he changed it up and asked for the fleece to be dry. Gideon wanted to be extra sure that the Lord was talking to him. You see, God had plans for Gideon. He only needed Gideon's total obedience. It was interesting here that Gideon trusted God was telling him, but he needed confirmation or assurance that he was really understanding what God was telling him to do. Friends, it is okay to ask God to verify what he told us, to validate that God is really speaking to us, and it's not our own desires that we are seeking to fulfill. When I was a teenager, I felt God's call on my life to be a pastor. I was always involved in the church and volunteered in many of the ministries, so I thought I was doing enough with the call. Shortly after high school, I went my own way for a while. 
until I recommitted my life to the Lord and was sanctified at the Chicago Holiness Crusade. I still knew I was called into the ministry and wasn't even sure how I could start doing that. So I focused on serving in my local church and even on the district council for the youth. Let me tell you, I loved being a lay leader and I felt it was enough to be doing that. I didn't need to give God more of me. Several of my friends asked me why I wasn't a youth pastor and I would laugh and tell them that I was very happy with being a lay leader and I didn't need to be paid to pray. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was staying within the boundaries of what I was willing to give over to God, what I could handle under my own strength. I figured it was close enough to the call that God had placed on my life. So I was being obedient, right? In March of 2019, I began talking with my pastor on the church board about finally accepting the call of God on my life that had begun so many years ago. They granted me a local license to begin my studies and training to be ordained as a deacon in the church. I know that being ordained as a deacon would make me a pastor, but wouldn't make me preach since deacons aren't called to that. Honestly, I didn't feel equipped enough to preach. I didn't fully realize at the time, but I was still putting limits on what I was willing to give over to God. I was going to be a pastor. Wasn't that close enough to being obedient? In February 2021, I interviewed for my district license. At the interview, I told them I was called to serve, not to preach, and was preparing to be a deacon. I also told them that I would be preaching the next day at our youth service. They then asked me if after preaching at the service, I felt God speak to me about changing to the elder track if I would be willing. I laughed and replied, God would have to be very, very, very clear about that and that being a deacon was enough. The next day I preached and I later shared my recorded message with a couple of friends. Immediately, I got a text message that said, I sure hope you are on the elder track because God has definitely called you to preach. That night I was like, God, if you are really calling me to the elder track, I need at least two more people to say something to me without me bringing it up. And one of those has to be my pastor, since I know he will give it to me straight. This was my laying the fleece before the Lord moment. The very next day, another friend mentioned the very same thing to me, and I was starting to get nervous. But I knew that it was Monday night, so the probability of someone else reaching out was unlikely, because you usually get most of your commentary from your messages on Sunday or Monday. That week on Wednesday, which is my office day, we didn't have staff meetings, so I figured I was in the clear. I dropped off some papers with my pastor, and he said, let's talk about your sermon. I immediately got nervous. He looked at me and said, I have never told anyone this, but you need to be on the elder track. Now, he said some other things, which honestly, I can't remember word for word because I was too stunned. I sat down and said, you are not going to believe this. Then I began to tell him the story that I just told you. That day, God confirmed to me the call he had on my life, and he used others in my life to finally get me to stop putting limits on how I would allow him to use me for his purpose. He didn't want me to be just close enough to being obedient to his will for my life. He wanted me to be fully obedient to be willing to serve in any way he calls, trusting his strength in my weaknesses. You see, like Gideon, I needed confirmation of what he was calling me to, as well as being completely obedient to his call on my life. God doesn't want us to put limits on how he can use us. If we are sanctified by the blood of his son, he wants us to say yes to whatever task he calls us to. We need to be ready to answer when he calls, not just enough to get by, but giving him our whole heart 
and our whole life so that we can fulfill that call that God has prepared for us. Now, I knew this and I had taught this, but in this moment, God reminded me that I can trust him to give me strength to do what he has called me to when I am weak and terrified or feel inadequate. In the same way, just as I learned this lesson, there may be some of you here today that need to hear the same thing. Are you following God's will for your life? Are you being completely obedient to what God has told you? Are you putting limits on how God can use you and relying on your own strengths? I can tell you that God wants to use you and he needs you to stop putting limits on how he can use you. If we truly desire to make a difference for Christ in this world that we live in, then we need to be ready to say yes when God tells us to go. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this message that you have given us today with the call for complete obedience. Touch each one of us, Lord. You know that we're the people I'm speaking to, Lord, today are uh, leaders in our Nazarene Bible College, Lord, but yet even still, I hope this message will just resonate within their hearts and their minds and their lives and be an encouragement to each one of them. Bless us today. In your name we pray. Amen.